0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Mind Gravity Podcast. I'm your host, Rohan Honda. This episode is part of the Mind Gravity Podcast's Weekend Food for Thought series. Here, I will talk about a subject of interest that allows us to shift our minds to reflect on things that are larger than just our day-to-day and our busy work life. It provides a pause for our minds to think outside. proverbial box and on today's episode we will talk about Epictetus a famous stoic philosopher and his framework on mental resilience so let's go in the 1950s the American psychotherapist Albert Ellis came up with an early form of cognitive behavioral therapy and proclaimed that it is not the events that disturb people It is their judgments concerning them you may have heard this in its alternative form and perhaps even quoted knowingly or unknowingly which goes along the line it is not what happens to you but how you react that matters unsurprisingly they both are connected to the same person philosopher by the name epictetus epictetus was born nearly 2000 years ago between 50 and 60 a.d in hierapolis which is present-day Papakale in Turkey. He was the son of a woman slave in a wealthy household. Epaphroditus, his owner, gave him permission to pursue liberal studies, and it is how Epictetus discovered philosophy through the stoic Musonius Rufus, who became his teacher and mentor too. Throughout history, Epictetus' philosophy has been admired by the likes of Marcus Aurelius emperor of the Roman Empire, to Adam Smith, the father of modern-day economics and capitalism, to James Stockdale, the U.S. Navy vice-admiral awarded with the Medal of Honor, who was a prisoner of war in Vietnam for seven years, credits Epictetus for providing him the framework on how to endure the tortures he was subjected to. As Stockdale would be confined in leg irons, he remembered that Epictetus had a disabled leg and took inspiration from that thought. However, Epictetus would say in regard to this, sickness is a hindrance to the body, but not your own ability to choose unless that is your choice. Lameness is a hindrance to the leg, but not your ability to choose. Say this to yourself with regard to everything that happens, then you will see such obstacles as hindrances to something else, but not yourself and that's deep. But history aside, Epictetus was a practitioner of Stoicism, an ancient philosophy that was once one of the most popular civic disciplines in the West, practiced by the rich and the impoverished, the powerful and the struggling alike, in the pursuit of the good life. Epictetus, being a Stoic philosopher and born a slave in the ancient Rome, was incredibly precarious for slaves could be abused or killed by their owners, while Stoic philosophers were constantly falling foul of the imperial authority. Ironic, as it may seem, Epictetus was exiled eventually for exactly that reason. He, with his societal hardships, coped with his insecurity by constantly reminding himself that he would control what he could control and what he could not. The first line of Epictetus' Manual of Ethical Advice The Nkira some things are in control and others not. Things in our control are opinion, pursuit, desire, aversion, and in a word, whatever our own actions. Things not in our control are body, property, reputation, command, and in one word, whatever are not our own actions. We are without a doubt living in some strange times. Isolated at home, social distance from our loved ones, bringing out the raw in our human behavior that constantly seeks the connection, hoping the world was different than what it is. Trying to bring that control back to the chaos of nature and its allies, decimating every layer of fabric that was ever so carefully planted by human cognition. In the absence of resources, dependent entirely on resourcefulness, pushing us to think creatively to bring back that control. But that exact human need for control has ripple effects causing stress anxiety loneliness and even depression because if you focus on what is beyond your control and obsess over it you will end up feeling helpless so focus on what you can control and you will feel a measure of autonomy even in chaotic situations if you listen to epictetus the only thing we can totally control And therefore, the only thing we should ever worry about is our own judgment about what is good. If we desire money, health, sex, or reputation, we will inevitably be unhappy. If we generally wish to avoid poverty, sickness, loneliness, and obscurity, we will live in constant anxiety and frustration. Of course, fear and desire are unavoidable. Everyone feels those flashes of dread or anticipation, but being a stoic means interrogating those flashes, asking whether they apply to things outside your control. And if they do, being ready with the reaction, well, then it's not of my concern. This makes things a bit easier, doesn't it? I mean, think about it. It's a humbling reminder of how much happens that we can't influence and learning to let go and accept things as they are. Yet, at the same time, a powerful reminder that our actions and choices are fully in our control. His advice on mental resilience goes beyond good judgment. His words can also channel your inner energy like any enraged coach would. He said, you will dislocate your wrist, sprain your ankle, swallow quantities of sand, and you will still suffer losses and humiliations. And yet, for you, Every setback is an advantage, an opportunity for learning and glory. When difficulty comes your way, you should feel proud and excited, like a wrestler whom God, like a trainer, has paired with a tough young buck. In other words, think of every unreasonable asshole you have to deal with as a part of God's attempt to turn you into Olympic-class material. This is a very powerful trick, I bet. Anywho, the important thing is, this guy was born nearly 2,000 years before Darwin and Freud, but seems to have anticipated a way out of our mental presence. You feel the sense of doom and delight that is programmed into the human body? It can be overridden by the mind. What about the eternal war between subconscious desires and the demands of civilization? It can be one too, but here we are battling on a daily basis about our place in the world, reacting to words that have no real value than to insinuate an emotion in the moment of. Rationalizing every single action, the status of social relationships, our professional relationships, and personal endeavors, the number of likes, views, comments, obsessing over it like a clockwork, Filling up our real estate, our mental real estate, with objects and assets that are essentially void fillers designed to bring about a reaction to every single circumstance. Perhaps we can turn to the resilient mindset of Epictetus and learn a lesson or two to shape our own in pursuit of a good life. Namaste.